The Law Report with Michael Matsuening Bell, Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome to The Law Report. My name is Michael Matsuening Bell. It's good to be with you this Wednesday evening where once again we cover yet another topic of law. And tonight we're covering something that obviously would have been in everybody's mind and that is the events that are happening in Parliament and outside of Parliament. In the first segment of the show, we're going to be talking about what the former president uh, of South Africa or the South Africa as it was known then um, uh, what he said uh, in, a, in an interview with the SABC so we're going to play for you that clip and just sort of have an understanding of how this affects what we have always believed to be a new dispensation that everybody's moving along with so that's, that's quite an interesting thing of course there's been a statement, there's been apologies but there's also legal effects and, um, and one of the very significant legal effects is, is my guest um, uh, Advocate Dalim Pofu who, who is going to be bringing some kind of an application to remove uh, the price that he was awarded in 1993. And I'm going to be talking more about this with him, but also joining me in the studio is Nwabizi Tamlilo, also an advocate. Uh, you are well acquainted with him, of course, um, because he sometimes uh, does this job when I'm, I'm unable to. So, yeah, that's the show for tonight. I look forward to engaging with you. But in the second part of the show, we're going to be talking about defamations. You would have watched Parliament allegations going back and forth. You know... <laughs> At what point can you say things? What are the limitations? And can you say anything, you know, in Parliament? Are you absolutely protected? That's what we're going to be going through in the second segment of the show. So I look forward to engaging with you. You can give us a call as always by dialing the number 86 Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuining Bill. All right, Dadenbofu, thank you so much for joining us on the Law Report. Thank Are you, you well? Thank you very much, Michael. I'm good. I'm good. Solid. Mlilo? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting with the, with the legend here, so I think, I think, I'm uh, in good company. I think, I think all of us are kind of happy we're not in Parliament. Like. <laughs> 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 all right, so, I mean, I want to play this clip, and obviously um, we know what happened in, in Parliament when uh, uh, former President F.W. de Klerk was in, was in Parliament. The EFF didn't mince their objections and their words in so far as to say that it doesn't belong in there. And, and of course, um, this was fortified by the fact that just a week earlier, before he was present at the SONA, he had made um, some statements in a, in a television interview, which I want to play for you uh, right now. Um, so so the, we want to play the one. Um, uh, so first, actually, the story is a little bit more complex. It starts with an apology. Uh, in 1993 or about and then and then we'll, we'll come back and I'll introduce a second component of what he does a week before the sona in dealing with the unconventional strategies from the side of the government I want to make it clear from the outset that within my knowledge and experience they never included the authorization of assassination murder torture rape assault or the like I have never been part of any decision taken by Cabinet, the State Security Council or any committee authorizing or instructing the commission of such gross violations of human rights. Nor did I individually, directly or indirectly ever suggest, order or authorize any such action. I have been involved as State President in the legally required authorization of cross-border actions aimed at legitimate military targets on the basis of cross-checked intelligence information. Such authorization specifically excluded attacks on civilians 
and limited the use of violence to the minimum required under prevailing circumstances. I should like to express my deepest sympathy with all those on all sides who suffered during the conflict. I and many other leading figures in our party have already publicly apologized for the pain and suffering caused by former policies of the National Party. You know, this, this is a statement that was made um, by, the, uh, by F.W. de Klerk at uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And the Advocate Dallimbofi, if I can just, you know, so your background is, is obviously deeper than the events of today. You would have been central to even those days. And maybe just take us back in time of what was happening and what was the mood when such utterances were made and, 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 and perhaps how this was, you know, the, the kind of the efforts that were put together collectively to, to get us moving along and, and to a point where we are now. Yeah, no, thank you, Michael. Yeah, no, you're quite right. I think the, the issue at that time, I mean, there were two schools of thought, um, even among those of us who were still in the ANC at the time. There were those who believed that uh, de Klerk had had a change of heart, you know, saw the light and decided to bring freedom to all of us. And then there were obviously those of us who believed truly that there was never a change of heart. Mm. The situation was forced upon them by the struggle and uh, by uh, various international conditions, which I don't need to go into now. Um, And that when they realized that the game was up, then obviously they tried to negotiate the best deal they could out of it which I think they got a great deal um, <laughs> because of some of the ineptitude of the, their opponents yeah. but um, re- the reality is that uh, the clerk I mean even this half-hearted apology that you listen to now I mean it's just full of so many holes for anybody who's a, a, a victim of apartheid for, for you to even suggest that there was a level of violence mm. which was acceptable uh, or required, I think that's the word he used, uh, in order to protect a, a vile, brutal, uh, murderous system such as apartheid is a contradiction in terms. Mm. Um, and, and that really is what is so tragic about this whole declack thing. Mm. Because if you listen to all his speeches, Quite frankly, I mean, we should not have been shocked about by what he said two weeks ago, because uh, in in a crypt, kind of a creepy kind of way, he has been consistent. Yes, in making these kinds of of apologies. And, and, and you call it a half-hearted apology, and, and and I think I would agree with you because he doesn't say. He doesn't actually. He he apologizes for the policies. Yes, which is which is higher yeah, level. He's absolutely. not apologizing for the effect. No, <laughs> he doesn't. And he has actually consistently refused to do that. Um, and so, if, even in in the latest clip, um, and I must congratulate the journalist who interviewed him. Indeed, because yes. he really didn't let him get away with yeah. it. He tried to obfuscate, you know, and then he says, "No, it's not genocide." Now. I mean, that's just an insult. Genocide, by definition, by dictionary definition, is, uh, you know, killing people for, because of their race or their ethnicity. 
that's exactly what apartheid was. Quite apart from the question of crime against humanity, which yeah. he also was was fudging around. Yeah. Uh, so, so one of the things, and and, and I'm digressing a little bit, mm. um, but I also think it's a it's a very perfect opportunity to to do so. Mm. One of the things that you know, and I think you've alluded to it. There's been a lot of criticism around Nelson Mandela mm-hmm. and the compromises that they were made that they might have gone too far. And mm-hmm. I think you've used different words, and you said some of the ineptitude of mm-hmm. the negotiators led us to to this point mm. but is 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 it that the what was ultimately settled on was 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 flawed or is it that we never followed up on what was settled on because if you then consider mm. that a mere you know so assuming and accepting that the clerk made a half-hearted apology didn't disc- didn't disclose all of the truth mm. there was supposed to be a, there was supposed to be a criminal justice system that was supposed to be in place to pursue those because the uh, the whole idea behind the TRC was if you don't tell the truth, we can prosecute you. So, so it's it's sort of something that I've always mm-hmm. debated, and and I guess I've, I've you know this is probably the, you're the best person to debate it with because mm-hmm. it's it's something that you've articulated now, but it's also articulated by by the EFF to a large extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, uh, to be fair, uh, um, Michael, the the 1994 compromise was exactly that. It was mm-hmm. a compromise. So, again, there are people who say, look, if it's a compromise and a negotiation, you can't expect to get everything. Yes. Which is true. But I still think that we left so much on the table. Mm. I mean, um, and when I say we, I, I mean it literally because I was part of the thing. I mean, I was low down the order. Like a bag carrier. You were less grey. Yeah, you were less grey <laughs> and at best a, a bag carrier for, for others. But still, the, the point is that... Uh, even with the the compromise, and it was not a big Uhuru victory, marching down Pretoria and taking over everything. Yeah. But the, surely, surely, there were just certain things that should never have been negotiated away, such as uh, the leaving the economy in the hands of these people and letting them get away with this kind of apology. Mm. Coming back to the subject. Um, the, the, I, th- I think that, uh, you know, what I like about the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, as I say, is just the name. Whatever yes. other flaws it had. Truth and Reconciliation. Indeed. So it made it clear that without the truth, without confronting the ugly truth, you know, as it is, there will be no reconciliation. Yes. And indeed, that I think the chickens are coming home to rest on that because we, we rushed to the Rainbow Nation, let's all hug each other, reconciliation uh, uh, motif, without having looked at the actual first prerequisite, which is the truth, and letting it all hang out, you know, the bad, the good, and the ugly. Yes. And then moving on. And quite frankly, and for me, that is the, the most tragic thing about this whole story, is that until that happens, actually, we will never have reconciliation. So it might take us 100 years, 200 years, 1,000 years, doesn't matter. But if we don't actually confront the pain of apartheid and look it in the eye and, and kind of hang it all out there, then we will never move on. And, and that's not even made a political statement. Mm. It's like it would, could happen. It lingers. Yeah. It, it lingers in, in our home, everyday lives. If you life. fight at home and yeah. you never really address it, it's just going to be there. <laughs> the tension. Know? Yeah, to, the tension will be there and you'll th- have a paper uh, kind of piece, but two weeks later it will erupt. Yeah. So it's, the no, black imagine book. that on a mass scale. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, but... Uh, uh, but uh, uh, Pof, uh, mm. this is, the, this is the, the, the issue I want to raise with you. Right. Is it not speaking 
in wisdom after the fact mm -hmm. with the benefit of post 1990 yes mm -hmm. because you 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 suggest that uh, there were certain co issues that should never have been compromised mm. doesn't that in and itself suggest that if there had been a deadlock mm. in those issues we would not be talking about anything at all remotely close to what you're talking about in the sense that this 1994 would never have happened yeah no look that argument no i'm i'm afraid as a, that's why i started by giving the allowance of the compromise yeah. which i mean so that I, do, I just didn't want to get to the level where you have a negotiation and then you are going to have 100 percent of yeah I mean, that's ridiculous but, but i mean Lilo, you have strong views i'm sorry i interrupt you have strong views especially in the context of zimbabwe around around this sort of political solutions um and, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay you're taking me there <laughs> you, you know I, I i i i strongly believe that and and like you're saying we have the benefit of advocating both for years so maybe we must extract as much as we can sure. yeah i i i in no way share the view that a repressive and a brutalist system should be allowed any sort of compromise mm. But I want to understand whether or not that statement is in and itself seemingly revolutionary but unreasonable. No. <laughs> See, because, because if you then say, transfer the wealth of the economy of this to our people as a whole and do it now, and they say, we're well, not going to do that. Your people are dying in KZN. There is a third force that is there. The wisdom of the time or is it not to say the wisdom of any political environment mm. that lends itself to those kind of facts mm. of necessity must produce that? No, 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 no. I think that's completely ridiculous. There's no way that of necessity we had to come up with this particular outcome. Uh, I think the better question is the one that Michael is asking, which is that uh, having... Okay, whatever the plan was, let, let's let's take the most benevolent um, or, or favorable approach that the negotiators would have had. Mm. And these were discussions that we were having at the time. It would be that, the, 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 the real best, best scenario, it would be that, okay, look, let's compromise uh, on this and that. Maybe let's not be too hard on the basis that ultimately we are going to attain power because we know we're going to win the elections, mm. right? And then when you win the elections, you're going to then utilize state power. Because Indeed. state power, by definition, is a tool. In yeah, your, but that can change yeah, legislation. That, that, you, 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 no, 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 it's not. It's actually the exact debate. Yes. Because if there wasn't that possibility of, let's say, undoing some of the messy compromises, then the, then those compromises should not be made. You yes, in other words, there was, there was no compromise that was not undoable Concrete. after we assume power Absolutely. Absolutely. no but uh, that, that's precisely why i'm saying it's a different conversation because mm. i'm saying uh, would the constitutional assembly have adopted the constitution without the uncompromising principles that you're referring to? i think because so. because it's one thing to say you are compromising on, on on certain things allow the constitutional assembly to sit adopt the constitution then after the fact you state power for your end for your own ends but the question is much earlier than that he is suggesting that even the compromises made leading into the constitutional assembly should never have been made. Yes. No, I, I think you, 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 you're, 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 saying. you're taking okay. it to extremes. I'm saying this is, let, let me try and say it carefully. Let me make an example, the property clause. Mm. Okay. I have no doubt from my little involvement there that if we had dug our heels on the property clause, it, we would have had a better property clause. 
that I can tell you now as a matter of fact, mm. right? So in negotiations, like any negotiations, the, sometimes it's a question who's going to blink first. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the clerk could say exactly what you're saying. Well, if we had allowed them to have their land back, do you think we would have had a solution? Maybe not. So why must we be the ones who say, no, well, we blink first and say, no, no. If, if we had allowed them not to have the property clause, we would, we would have had a disaster. I mean, that's just um, secular logic. It, it, let me take it a, a step further. I mean, you've, you've launched a very interesting campaign, and, and I saw how, how, how happy you were about the, the retweets that you got. Yeah. Maybe take me through that. Yeah, um, because I, I could I could almost see the joy in your tweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is it's, it was very joyful. I mean, qu- quite frankly, it, you know, I'm not exaggerating. This happened on I was working until about one a.m. literally, and yeah. I left my office. I think at one, and um, I was listening to to this thing being debated. I was just like angry, literally, you know. Yeah. And when I got home, I I put on that tweet. Um, and then I, I said, okay, look, I'm testing the water here. Should I say I'm targeting 5,000 tweets or 10? Yeah. Then I thought, oh, what to hell with it? I'm going to say I'm targeting 10. Yes. Because um, I think maybe by Wednesday, Thursday, I'll, I can reach 10,000. I'm, I'm kidding you not. I went to bed. Uh, I woke up maybe at 7 or so. And we were already at 8,000. Wow. Yeah. So by... The time I left home that morning, it was the 10,000 uh, had happened. That's how, and uh, now I think we're at 19,000 or something that's, like that. That's yeah. impressive. I want to talk more about your intentions because I know you've got very strong intentions arising out of that. I want to take a break, and when we come back, I'll continue my discussion talking to Advocate Dalim Bofa as well as Advocate Nobzi Tamlila. We're back after this. Call us now, 86 Welcome back to the Law Report. I'm having a discussion with Advocate Dalim Bofo as well as Advocate Ngobizi Tamlilo. And we're talking about the events that happened in Parliament just this week um, where President, uh, uh, former President F.W. de Klerk, or the President of the old South Africa as it were, because he, uh, he wasn't the President of this South Africa, um, made, made some statements um, uh, a week before he actually was a guest at the SONA um, uh, in Parliament, and I want to play this clip, and and um, and I want you to make up your mind, and maybe give us some of your views on it. Uh, but certainly, there is something that uh, has been pursued following this. So, listen to this for a bit. And uh, as we conclude, uh, Mr. Tiklarke, uh, can we agree today with what the United Nations said about apartheid that it was a crime against humanity and it was evil? I I don't fully agree with that. I'm not justifying apartheid in any way whatsoever. But why can't you agree with that? Because it did wreak havoc to millions of South Africans. And I apologize for that. I profusely apologize for that. But there's a difference between calling something a crime. Like genocide is a crime. Apartheid cannot be, for instance, compared with genocide. There was never genocide. But there was a mass killing of under people. apartheid. There were many people died. Yes. Mass imprisonment but of people. M- but more but more people died because of black on black violence than because of apartheid. <laughs> Go for it. You you, no, you, you you couldn't hold it. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I don't want to listen to this thing because every time I listen to it, I find something extremely objectionable about it. If you listen carefully, this guy is not even denying that apartheid was a crime against humanity. He's saying it was not a crime. Yes. yes. At all. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yes. The he almost 
portrays it as if it was a war yeah. of equal footing where yes, army against party. Were made, yeah. you know, every war has casualties, yes. that kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, Michael, I always say this. When we, when we try to show the incorrectness of the <coughs> statement, you know, we all almost want to, to go into the people who were killed, you know, Steve Biko, Mkwenge, and so on. And I say, no, actually, that's making it easy. Let's forget about the people who were killed. Forget about Shabville. Forget about the massacres. Forget about anyone who died in detention. Just think about the level of human suffering that was caused by apartheid, by the past laws, you know, the Group Areas Act, segregated schools, segregated hospitals, you name it, you know, and the after effects of which we are living with right now. Just the, the mass scale human suffering. Yeah. Uh, the limitation. For, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes like what, what so from a, from a business point, and I'm sorry I, I, mm. I, I, I came in there. Mm. So when you look at guys, um, the, the, the late uh, uh, Richard Maponya, mm. look at how he was able to be the successful entrepreneur in those circumstances. Mm. And, and you just wonder to yourself, the likes of him mm. having no limitations mm. but arising out of their race, mm. what might they have achieved? It's, 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 it's sort of, we celebrate him, but it's actually yeah. sad it's because he didn't realize his full Absolutely. potential. Absolutely. And, and, and I guess you raised something, mm. something that, you know, comes back to the conversation today people have about black tax. Mm, mm. It comes from that because Absolutely. you had very poor grandparents mm. who then gave birth to poor parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no, that's why, and this is not stuff that is in the past. Yeah. It's stuff that is here with us. If you, you and I walk out of the studio now, I can say we can drive anywhere in the country. Yes. If you see a squatter camp, where the, you don't have to see any human being coming out, you know exactly who's inside yeah. those shacks. Yes. So it's not, no, let's forget about the past and what, what. There are children, as you and I are talking now here, who are in a shack where there's just, uh, the, you know, it's, it's right now. Right now, yeah. Now for anybody, let alone a perpetrator, to say that, ah, look, it was not that bad. Yeah, I made this example in another um, broadcast. I said, imagine if a rapist says to the victim, you know, it wasn't that bad, man. I only raped you for three hours. Yeah. Other people get raped for eight hours. Yes. So yes, know, it's that. It's so that. It's that point. Saying, and I think. Yeah, that's I what think he's saying the Holocaust in, in West in Germany, there were so many people were killed. Yes. Here we only killed a few. Yes. <laughs> As if you can sort of. I mean, and I think uh, the the foundation of Archbishop Dutu made that very point, and mm. and actually referred him. You can't have degrees. a debate about that's degrees or severities. Good, that's a good statement. Yeah. So, so, so sh shouldn't then be this be an opportunity to extract something much more permanent which was not extracted during the negotiation which is to say anyone that denies that apartheid was a crime against humanity in and itself would constitute a criminal offense just like they do in in in, yeah. in germany yes yes, germany, yes. yes. Yeah, but i mean i mean that's exactly point. my my point around the fact that there's nothing wrong with what Nelson Mandela did yeah. and, and his people around the negotiations. It's actually the follow-up because nothing stopped us from having that kind of law. Yeah. You know, we can still do it even today. Yes. You know, so, and, and I think that's sort of my, my take on, on this whole debate. I, I, I think that, uh, I mean, I, I, you, you, you reference Zim, but I, I think that within the context of South Africa, I mean, he would know better because he was there. Yeah. But I think that there was much more at play 
in, in during those negotiations that I think at times, um, particularly forces on the left, mm. I think the criticism at times is 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 unwarranted around the nature of the transition that yeah. South Africa South Africa. People. Yeah, I think it's glorious. I, I think it's, yeah. it's wonderful. Uh, yes, but I think it was dictated by a particular set of political effects obtaining at a particular moment, mm, yeah. and wisdom can only be confined to that period. It becomes the responsibility of a generation after to extract what they, that which they should beyond that. But don't you find, if, if I could just, you know, just sure. take, take us a step forward here. Yeah. Um, don't you find that the reason why, I mean, what, what the clerk said mm-hmm. is probably not something that exists in its own world. It, it's a representation of what everyday South Africans experience. Absolutely. You know, like you, the black card, get over it. Mm. It happened, I wasn't there. And, and it's sort of, you know, I think he represents views of many people, some of most of whom control the economy. Our, our employers are in positions of seniority. And then, and then that's why the, the thing, this lingering tension yeah. that exists amongst us, because there does exist tension. Mm-hmm. I think there's, you know, often the, the feeling of I'm being belittled. Oh, no, you, you're too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, move on. Move on. Mm-hmm. And, and I, think, I think maybe this might be a, an opportunity for a different course where yeah. we say, what do we extrapolate from this because he represents, I mean, he certainly represents the views of Zilla. I mean, I've heard her re- call people from the Eastern, yeah. Eastern Cape refugees, and that was... <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, of, course, uh, of course, Cape Town does have that sense, like in a different country. But, but we want to say, don't tell us. <laughs> They're having their new power supply on their own. So, so how, how do we then translate this into sort of a debate that, yes, indeed, we have to reflect on the past mm. and talk about how unremorseful some of these fellas are, but... But what, how does this actually represent South Africa today in the ordinary engagements yeah. and what do we do about it? How yeah. do we, how no, do, we do you, that? you read my mind, actually. I just written here the representative nature of the thing. Because the reason why I'm doing the campaign I'm doing, for example, is, is exactly that. Mm. It's really not so much about the clerk, you know, as a, a man. Mm. It's to deal with what you're saying. To say, look, once and for all, let's have this thing out uh, let's use the clerk as the leader, which he is, by the way, of a mass uh, of white people who not only believe what the clerk believes, that they did nothing wrong, but also have even nostalgia about it. I mean, I, I was saying this the other day that even when you complain about the ESCOM thing, which we all complain about, if you listen to the tone of our white compatriots, it's like you know, ESCOM used to be great and, yeah. and they're almost uh, hoping back through the, for the old days, good mm. old days. When, when ESCOM was just supplying yes. a small little area but that was that, urbanized. That, and that good ESCOM that they're talking mm. about good old days. Came, yeah, came with murder and mayhem <laughs> and rape and, and uh, detention without trial and so on. Yes. It gets factored away. Yes. So as if you could just switch back into the apartheid days, but without apartheid kind of thing, which is, is just myopic thinking. W- would you support, uh, Advocate Puff, a, a call to say Parliament must, infect, must enact a law that declares uh, denialism of uh, Yeah, no, I said that yesterday in, 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 on Morning Life, that, the, the, that, that to be started, denialism, what, what the clerk did actually is a crime in many countries. So... And, and that's why I simplify the, our campaign really to, to this basic level. How do you say that a man 
who is propagating violence because that's what apartheid is violence brutality hatred and so on, yeah yeah is also at the same time the holder of uh, a, a peace prize mm. Th- that's just you know at the most basic level yes uh, it's like saying a pedophile is the is the, the champion of, of, the, of children's yeah, rights yeah, yeah. because if yeah. you give somebody that prize of being the the best parent in the world and then it turns out that is a pedophile. Obviously, you're going to take yes. uh, back the thing. That's what happened to that guy, the cyclist, what Armstrong. Yeah, Neil. Yeah, yeah. he won all those medals. And they took it all away. Yeah, and when it turned out that it was a fake thing, he had been taking drugs. The medals were taken away. So it's at that basic level that we talk about the Nobel Peace Prize. So the Nobel Peace Prize, and I think you acknowledge this quite readily in in, in some of the the writings that I've read about about mm. your stance on the matter, mm-hmm. um, that it's never been done before where yeah. somebody seeks the withdrawal or the reversal yeah. of the of the award. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk to us about how do you intend to go about it, and um, mm. you know what is some of your thinking. You know, if it's never been done, mm. are you kind of setting precedents, or is there kind of some kind of legal scheme that allows for the withdrawal. Yeah, look, the, for me, as you would know, the, the fact that it has never been done is an incentive. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, that, that's exactly where you, you want to go, where, where people say it's, it's uncharted never, territory. Never, yeah, I mean, that, you know, anyway. But uh, the, the, the uh, practical step that we want to take is obviously if, 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 if it's rules, um, that um, disallow this, then obviously then we must attack the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's the rules of the foundation that say you can, it, it's irrevocable. Surely that's ridiculous. Then we must persuade them that, that like the example I just gave you now, um, the, the, that if it can be shown beyond any doubt that this was the, the, the mis- mistake. I mean, I remember there was a guy who ran the Comrades Marathon and it turned out that it was his twin brother. He was, <laughs> he was yeah. I mean, if it's something that ridiculous, yeah, surely, I mean, you don't need a rule to yeah. understand that uh, the, 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 the uh, prize cannot be sustained. Yeah. yeah. So w- obviously we'll use all our expertise to do that, to make that case. Sure. That uh, it, it's just incompatible to the extent that if they don't do it, it means the Nobel Pr- Peace Prize the, the itself is discredited. Sure. Because if it's some immutable thing, which even in the face of, of, of evidence cannot be changed, then it means it's not worth the paper it's written on. Yes. Uh, so it's those kinds of arguments. But the, that's the one, that's the kind of legal stuff. That, right. Uh, uh, but more than that, this is not a legal campaign. It's a political campaign. So quite frankly, whatever the outcome is, uh, the, mere, the mere campaign itself and the fact that you've invited me here, the fact that we're talking about this is itself a victory because uh, it talks about the true reconciliation issue. It talks about uh, the feelings of, 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 you know, the suppressed, hitherto suppressed feelings of black people. And that alone is, will create the kind of dialogue, hopefully, that will force us to confront the the ugly uh, past sooner rather than later yeah no i, I think I, I think it's a, it's it's it's, it's it's a good campaign to i i just hope that we we, we are able to derive some form of um uh, legislation around this issue of, of denying. Um, I mean, I, I'm dealing with one case now where uh, a black employee made a statement about how she feels mm. in a in a white company, mm-hmm. and she's going through a disciplinary hearing. 
to say I, I I'm expressing my pain as a mm. black person employed in this in this company and mm. she has been now been subjected to to a disciplinary hearing. So I think that and she and she references this pain by an articulation of the history of this country to say mm. this is how my my as she puts it my ancestors this is what mm. my ancestors went yeah. through. Mm. I carry the, the the burden of my ancestors as a as a black person <laughs> and Excuse and. Me. They they charge and say that that conduct uh, is is offensive, uh, which suggests that they like you're saying there are a lot of black people in this country who are suffering from oh, yes. from mm-hmm. from the effects of apartheid, mm. and I I just hope that this campaign is able to produce something much more even within the context of legislation that mm. uh, parliament must say something around uh, mm. around issues of denialism of apartheid. Mm. Before I let Advocate and Buffalo goes, let me just take a call. Sipo, you're calling from Soweto. Sipo, good evening. Uh, evening, my kid. Uh, evening to your guest. Uh, Butali, I fully agree with you. Actually, I even uh, retweeted on your campaign. Thank you, Sipo. On the sense that I, I, I still vividly remember the five young people who were killed uh, of uh, PAC in Eastern Cape, mm. uh, Transkai there. I remember. So I think that brings the vivid memory. Yeah. And, and, and Michael, it is said that people can't recall even Nomamira Makeba went to the UN mm. to plead on this case. Mm. So I don't know, are we still suffering from amnesia of allowing the former apartheid uh, president to come and lie uh, openly and later uh, retract? And then you have a former president say, I will still send him that uh, UN convention that, that even yes it's, it's kind of like sense. yeah it's, it's it's so cordial isn't it it's so cordial in no, a sense that oh you don't know i'm going to send you that convention and then michael earlier briefly maybe to close earlier when you were playing that clip it's shocking that uh, in the state security council uh, when the raid was done in part of the five young people were killed yeah he was there Mm. So maybe we don't know. Maybe what we are maybe we are, we are trying to do conspiracy theory. But good I think what you are initiating, it is a good cause. But it's still haunting us in the TRC files. You say what happened to the TRC files? Why people were not prosecuted in that uh, TRC unit at Justice Department? Why people were left off the hook? Now Parliament again, it, it, it is a crime scene. When I look at that Parliament, Michael, I sometimes said you must. Uh, I don't know what I can say. You must just put it down. It, it, yeah. it must be brought down because that uh, parliament represents a, a sinful space where people are sitting there. They were plotting death of many people, yeah. many laws. So, so who clause came from that parliament? Mm-hmm. And why are we still sitting in that parliament? Because the energy in that parliament, it, it is depressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we need to say, how do we move this parliament from that settler? Uh, province, take it back to Swan. Maybe yeah. that is another move that yeah. you must be thinking of now. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for your comments, Sipo. No, no, that's great. I mean, the, the, I was saying of uh, to Tumlilo mm-hmm. here that he must read uh, Fanon, Franz Fanon, mm. because Fanon is uh, actually was a, a visionary. He describes this whole thing about, and he was to think that he was writing in the early sixties and mm. even late fifties, where he says, "What happens with so-called liberation movement?" movements is, is that the the former the so-called liberation fighters are just so eager to step into the shoes of the oppressor and literally change nothing so you you just have a, a black oppressor rather than a white oppressor mm. 
and this is one of those things the mere fact so it comes from i didn't uh, go i didn't uh, go through the struggle to struggle exactly. to be poor. <laughs> yeah and and it's tragic because quite frankly you find that the same laws even even the you know i always make this joke that you know people go in you become a minister and uh, because the apartheid ministers used to sit at the on the left hand side of the car at the back we all do that, yeah. <laughs> if you actually said to the guy, okay, why are you sitting here? He has no clue. I think it's the petrol <laughs> thing. It's a petrol yeah, tank. Yeah. No, but I promise you, if you ask uh, the ministers who do it now, <laughs> they were, that, no, because why? Yeah. So, and, and you know, there's another thing, there's something in parliament called the mace, you know, that thing that they carry. Where, yes, oh, yeah. yes. Now, even now, you can't talk when the mace is there. But I promise you, if you said to every MP, what is this thing? <laughs> they don't know. But you were running, you, you wanted to be Premier of thing at some point, if I remember. <laughs> the, the so you were going to wear that thing. <laughs> I was going to sit in the front just on day one. Just <laughs> or drive yourself for that. <laughs> drive myself. <laughs> That's, that's exactly what I did. Like, you know what I mean? uh, let let so, me take one more call. Alex, you're calling from, uh, I mean, Vosi, you're calling from Alex. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you, Alex? I'm great. Yeah. Um, I just want to call in connection to what um, Dick said. Yeah. To be honest, what he said just proves that we were sold out, easy guy. We must not just lie and say, hey, hey, Mandela fought for freedom and all that shit. We're sold out. Yeah, yeah, man. Mandela, mind your language, brother. But, but I mean, that's the point I was making. I think he did fight for our freedom. I think we can't, we can't downplay that. And I think that's the debate I was having. With, yeah. So, in other words, you did get your freedom, but there was no follow-up. Because, to be honest, you, we are free. But we are not free from the... Um, sort of effects of it and and it's because of the inaction so in other words if if today i mean just just last week on this show on the law report we were having a discussion okay. about the decision by the sea uh-huh. that turned that 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 turned down or um uh reversed, reversed uh-huh. the, okay. the the decision by AXA. hang, hang on hang on with it uh-huh. the decision okay. by axa uh-huh. to set its own quotas for people to have uh, kiosks for for car rental yeah. companies and mm-hmm. all of the all of the white mm-hmm. rental companies mm-hmm. said no 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 but this is beyond the the, the, BE, code. the BE code you you're going over and above mm-hmm. so you kind of see how still today like like last week two weeks ago mm-hmm. that there's still that issue where the law can still be used mm-hmm. against us where, where where if if AXA decides for itself actually we want to we want to do more than just thirty percent or twenty six percent. We want to do more than the minimum. The court applying the law. I'm not saying the court was wrong, but mm. in applying the very law that is made by mm. our politicians. And visit to your point, the politicians that you say sold us a raw deal. It's not. It's not those politicians. It's the politicians that you're seeing yeah, on TV today. now, because they could. They could right now have a conversation about that, but they're not having a conversation about that. They're having a conversation about other things that we're going to be talking about in the second part of the show. I've lost your voice, but I really wanted to challenge you on that because it's something that has also been sort of going to international media about how Mandela sold us out. Mm-hmm. I don't share that view. Uh, um, you're on the road. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hi. Yes, sir. Go for it. Yeah. Um, my contribution is I, I, I think that... Um, White people have actually gathered some some uh, some level of strength to basically almost like reverse whatever gains were made since since um, the dawn of democracy. And 
that, that's why Declare has got the courage to say what he said. So, in my mind, I'm thinking both, both ANC, all the black parties, actually, all of us as black people are affected by this type of comment. Mm. So, why don't black parties come together and enact a law, actually, as you guys are saying there in the studio, law that, that actually makes the crime to make such comments? And also, what should be included in this thing is the flag. Mm. That apartheid flag should be part of that. That should be banned. Just, just as much as um, uh, the Nazi flags and uh, mm. all the paraphernalia mm. regarding Nazis are banned. So I think that kind of thing must, must happen. Yeah. Because by not doing that, it, it actually gives white people the courage to... You know, even if you look at employment equity, all those things are being reversed now because nothing has happened. Because you must give a plan and the plan gets looked at. After a year, yeah. and yeah, you 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 dead right. You you dead right, Mlum. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I feel like I've robbed you of a point that you wanted to make. Um, so just just make your point so that so that I don't dominate the airways. Yeah, yeah, Ben. Mm. Hello. Yeah, boy. Yes, man. You know what I was trying to say, basically. Sure. Okay, like um, Mandela and them fought for freedom and all that. Yes, but. When um, around 91 or so, it was obvious that there was no chance for the, 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 the National Party at the time to continue. So they had to make a deal, Nyana, which is something now. Mm. Which is obvious, and it's clear, and we can see this. Mara, Mara, I'm not something. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the reality. Yeah. We didn't get a raw deal. Yes. We got we got the the biggest logistics company in the form of Spurnet, the biggest in Africa, right? That's what we got. Like we got that. So it, it included rail for cargo for passengers. It included an airline. It included immense amounts of property. We got a power utility. So in other words, okay. so you can't, but so you can't, so, so I mean, I, I, I mean, we, we got to take a break. No, I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. Right. We got a road deal and we messed it up. It, it, no, no, no. <laughs> you see, no, 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 no that, that's a significant shift. No, that, that's a significant shift. You see, you see Mike, that's a, that, that's, that's, no, 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 no. That's, I'll, a, I'll no, that's a significant, that's a significant shift from an earlier position. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, my, it's always been my position from day one, mm. or in fact day zero, if, uh, if there's such a thing. Yeah, so, so at least at the very least, we agreed then that those who negotiated transition to post-1994 mm. did the best they could under the, the prevailing no, condition. We don't agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah. You wanted to explain. No, I mean, as I've said earlier, there are certain compromises that might not have been made even uh, at that point. I mean, look, I, okay, I don't even want to go there. But uh, l- let's talk about the second phase. What what then happened is uh, the I mean look, look at the schools thing yeah to to accept that now thirty years later there are still kids who are learning under trees yes I mean it's just completely but who's but, but, uh, but, but how can that be a function no, no, of the negotiations yeah no it's it's exactly a function of the negotiations when you are sold a road deal if you if I negotiate with you now yeah. about your car. And I t- uh, buy your car, which is worth two hundred thousand, and I give you five thousand. 
and then next week you are bankrupt. You can't say, oh, how can that be about negotiations? It's exactly about the negotiations. Because if you messed up the negotiations, you wouldn't be bankrupt next month. Do you understand? So that's the, that's the connection. So it's a continuum uh, of, a, of a thing. The mere fact that you allowed the economic power to remain in white hands is part of what disenables you now to build a hospital where you should be building it. Get it? The mere fact that you agreed to pay the apartheid debt, I mean, that's the most despicable thing, to be honest. But what was the way out of that? I mean, no. I mean, it, no, it's, it's ridiculous a book, as a concept. There's a book, let me tell you, there's a book, but there's a woman from um, Canada called mm. Naomi Klein, mm. who's a, a left-wing writer. And she, she analyzes the South African situation. So the book is called um, Shock Shock, Shock, Shock Doctrine. Yeah. If you look at the, sh- the um, uh, South African chapter on that, that's one of the points she makes. She says Mandela had the moral stature. The entire world um, you know, accepted him. He could not do no wrong. If he had said, look, we're not paying the apartheid debt. You can't expect us to pay the debt that was accumulated to get the wherewithal to put me into prison. But, but, she, was, but, what was, but what was she Capital going to do? What was Capital no, yeah, going to yeah, do? That's, 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 that's a good point. No, no, what yeah. I'm saying because is that you would have had the the international support. That's the, no, 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 the but, only but, point she makes. No, but she also concedes mm. that the capital did mm. tell Mandela that if you take that route, we'll punish you. Yes. yes. And they had no. the power to do so. No, 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 guys. Yes. Let yeah. me tell you. For example, the, the, I was there, literally, the day Mandela was released, the following day, he said there was a press conference at, at Bishop Tutu's house and uh, capital or the representatives thereof said, okay, well, now we are out and so on. Um, so we, the world has moved on. You're going to, obviously, you're going to ditch the policy of nationalization. He said to them, right, he says, forget it. We are never going to do that. It's the policy of the ANC, blah, blah, blah. There was huge disappointment. Within a week, everyone had accepted that because of the, oh, that's what I mean by the moral stature. Three years later, he said, no, monetization <laughs> must go. But, what, all, but if anyone else had said that to the world, they would have said, this guy is mad. Yes. But because it was said by a Mandela. So not using that capital, for example. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get it. The pen, yeah. The pan. The, of of saying, look, we're not going to pay the apartheid debt. For example, there might have there would have been quibbles and so on. Like he said when he said, I'm not. I'm going to speak to Castro. He's my friend. My friend. Your, your friends are not. Yeah, yeah. your friends are not my friends. Yeah. Uh, disappointment. But they said, oh, it's Mandela who's doing. But that. but don't you think? I mean, we, we have run out of time. Mm-hmm. I, isn't it the, the 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 moral stature that you said he had? Right. Wasn't the building blocks to that moral stature the fact that he was forgiving, the fact that he was able to take up the sins of of the apartheid government in the form of the debt yeah. and say, well, we're going to, we're going to honor because that's what, that's part of what gave rise to stature. We're going to honor the obligations that we are assuming. So we're not going to say exactly what yeah, you say. And, and on top of that, Mike, to then say, know. me having said this, what is your responsibility as a generation that is coming after me? Indeed. No, <laughs> things are not mutually exclusive. You, know, you seem to be saying that if you negotiate a bad deal, uh, then it, you must you must be forgiven. I mean, it, that, surely that can be the, 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 the premise. Like, when, that's why we say even in normal negotiations, if you and I negotiate now about this phone, yeah. and I know that I can uh, sell it to you for 5,000 rand, but you offer me 20,000 rand, I'm going to take it. Exactly. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that it's not a bad deal for you just yeah, yeah. because... 
you might have no phone. You would have been stranded in the, on the road without a phone. But you've made a bad it. deal. You've made a bad deal. I get it. Yeah. All right. That's that's the views. <laughs> we are not oh. done. Not, not, it, it doesn't feel like I've got that lingering thing that you're no, talking we are not about. Done. I feel like no, no. I feel like there's like a lingering. No, we are not done. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say bye to to uh, Advocate Dalimpofu and thank, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys. It really Great. was not only insightful but fun as well. Thank Great you so debate. much. Thanks. We're gonna take a break and we're back after this. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuning Bill. Law Report, uh, 10 minutes before 9 o'clock. And I'm still talking to Ngozi Tamnilo um, on, on something that obviously is, is not unrelated to the conversation that we've just had uh, and concluded now about the events in Parliament and Sona. And this part of the conversation focuses on sort of the words that get thrown around in, in Parliament. You know, like it's sort of... Some people actually go as far as to to describe it as as sort of like a banana type of um, parliament where everybody can say whatever they want and there's anarchy and and not so much of a good or a model representation of the South African people. People when they're not sleeping, they're swearing at one another and making sort of wild allegations against each other. And 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 it, it brings to to mind. I mean, we know that there's talk about um, the disciplinary code and the ethics around that. Around sort of some of the behaviour, certainly that that's sort of a, a different conversation. But of interest is something that has happened recently, where really defamatory allegations are going back and forth. You, it's it's and it, it is indeed to defame somebody to say you've assaulted your wife, and the other one to say, oh, but this one is, you know, uh, you too have uh, assaulted your wife. And and of course, there's a, a problem of you know point scoring at the expense of of. You know, there's that debate that lingers. But but for this purpose, I just wanted to take a legal approach and sort of get the Afropolitans to a point where they can appreciate <coughs> what really are the limitations. I know that I can't walk out in the street and say pretty much what I please. Let's talk about defamation as a, as a principle and what that entails and how whatever we see in Parliament, what has been said against the President, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, and the uh, Commander-in-Chief of the EFF, how those are not defamation. I, I, maybe definition in its in its defamation rather uh, in its simplistic terms for the purposes of conversation is is when you make a statement that lowers the the esteem of uh, of someone in, mm. in in public and that has to be communicated to at least a third party. In other words, you, you, I, I say something about you which, if someone hears it, or it's a publication, if someone hears it, has a different view of you and a view that is lower than what I previously held yes. uh, of you. So if you think I'm an upstanding lawyer and yes. you find out that I beat up my wife, yes. as a member of society, you would view me in a lesser light because yes. I no longer uphold what you would have considered to be moral yes. uh, status or stature. Yeah. But the, the discussion becomes different within the context of parliament because mm. parliamentarians have what is called privilege. Yes. They can literally say whatever it is that they, they want to say. But I think that... Uh, as we were debating earlier on, something just crossed my mind to say, I think that privilege extends to when you make a statement about me, mm. that is no connection to a third party who is not a member of parliament. Right. So, so, so the, the extension of privilege then falls away the moment you invoke or include a party that is not otherwise subject to the same rules as you are. But hang on. So, so if I'm a member of parliament yes. and I say that CEO of that state-owned state owned entity is corrupt and he um, awarded so, so-and-so a contract. Um, 
and I'm saying that in parliament, would I then be protected? Because obviously that is defamatory because I'm accusing them of, a, of corruption yeah. in circumstances where they're not being convicted. Yes. Would I then enjoy privilege because I've said that in parliament and it relates to the affairs of the state? M- my submission is that you would not be because it is a, it, it is, it, it, you're making a statement about a person who is not a member of parliament where you're making a statement of fact. Right. You are making a, an accusation which you are suggesting is a statement of fact. Right. So you can only then sub- avail to yourself the ordinary defenses available in defamation. Either it's a fair comment or it's true in the public interest or absent the normal de- defenses that would be a- available to you in, 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 in the ordinary course of defamation. My submission is that you are not subject to the same privilege because your conduct relates to a person who is not a member of parliament, notwithstanding that it's a comment in relation to matters of the state. So in the context of the statements that were made against uh, Mr. Julius Malema and as well as President Ramaphosa, would those, as against each other, um, would those be, in other words, privilege? In other words, privilege, as you have explained it, it's almost as if you are immune from being sued for defamation. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, 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 my answer would be yes. The only the only qualifier that that perhaps would be is that you are now invoking into the discussion a person who is not a member of parliament. Right. You are saying uh, X beat their wife. But the, but the wife though there couldn't be a, a cry. I, I I know there's the, the the a different debate, but the wife cannot be defamed. So in other words, it is not defamatory for me to be. Yeah, true. To to be hit. True. Yeah. True. That's true. Um, that, that's true. I, I think. I think. I think. It's a, but I did. You see, issues of of, of gender based violence have to be handled with a degree of sensitivity, yes. uh, particularly for us who are men who are entering uh, uh, this debate. Because I did watch uh, a certain video, mm. or, or or I think it was on Twitter, or one 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 of the female MPs were saying that, did you obtain the consent? Of sort of, of of the women mentioned yes. in this uh, to to say you can mention their names in this context. Yes, and I, I I read that to mean that she thought that that in itself was objectionable. Yes, and and uh, uh, as to what that would then mean insofar as the issue of defamation, I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, but I I, I did get a sense from what she was saying that she she she, she thought that it was important to get the consent. Of of, uh, of of those women that were mentioned to have been assaulted by mm. by whoever, um, and therefore, which is why I'm saying that it becomes a bit tricky because if if they are true, if 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 you are making a statement about a person who is not a member of parliament, yes, uh, then I think you are slightly overstepping the bounds of privilege. And 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 I guess it's probably not so much a legal point. What these things that are happening, where you know I'm sitting at home and I am Mrs. So and So or. Mm. I'm from I'm deceased, Miss So and So, and people are making these allegations about me. It probably, from a legal point of view, there's probably very little recourse that I can think of. Yeah. But certainly, but certainly, it does seem to kind of objectify and subjectify yeah. a real problem and a real issue. Because if somebody is burning with this desire to say something wrong has been perpetrated, I'm, I'm sure there's other means through which they can. Get the justice, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's you know, the dignity. Of I, I guess it's like the, the difference between. I'm, I'm not even sure if this is a fair example. The difference between your neighbor, your neighbor beating up his wife, and you talking about it, and or you calling the yeah. cops. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm afraid that's all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you to Advocate Ngobizi Tamdilo. Always a pleasure, man. And thank you to you, the Afropolitan. Um, I'm sorry, I've had a bit of a, 
terrible voice uh, not so much of a great week from a from a from a health point of view but but it was good to be with you and i look forward to being with you again next week uh for me michael returning bill it's been a pleasure and good night that was the law report with michael mitzwining bill kaya fm 95.9